0: Sometimes I catch myself operating in legalism because of what I learned from the church world in some areas. And I'm like, I can't be like that because if I'm operating in that, in doing and not just being, then I'm gonna miss the mark as well because it's so easy to get caught and trapped in religion and saying this is how it's supposed to be and this is the formula and this is how that person did it so I'm going to do it as well because that's what they did so it's going to work for me too and no, that's not how Holy Spirit works and that's not how Beating spirit-led works. Hey ladies, welcome to Speak Life Project with Lex. I'm so glad that you stopped in. We're gonna talk about the daily struggles, daily topics, and just get real with one another. And so I'm just gonna dive right into the topic. And I wanna talk about doing it now. So jumping in, stepping out of the boat and doing it now. Are you on the sidelines or are you in the game? And so many times I see people sitting on the sidelines, just watching, being a spectator instead of actually stepping in and being a part and the people that are the spectators, the people that are on the sidelines are usually the ones that's like the most critical. Like, oh, I would do it this way or I would do it that way. Or if it was me, it would operate in this way. And it's funny because it's like, okay, well, you're saying all those things, but you're not doing it. You're just being, uh, you're just warming a chair or you're just standing there watching, but it's different when you're actually walking it out. And so in this in this fresh new year and I know I keep talking about that because I'm like it'll be it's great to just set a foundation in the beginning of the year so that all the things are laid out and we're able to walk smoothly this year come what may and in the year 2023 if we want to do more we have to get out of our comfort zone. We can't just be comfortable and just stay there because when you're in your comfort zone, you're snuggly and warm, you're chilling up on the couch and I'm just giving you a metaphor and you're like, why would I want to go do that? I'm, si- I'm warm and cozy and comfortable here and safe in my own little safe space, safe place. And when you get to that point, it is hard to motivate and to get yourself moving towards doing something else. Instead of being in the safe place where no one can hurt you, nothing can harm you, no one can say anything that will change what you think otherwise because you're comfortable, you're comfy. And another good analogy is where I live, it's so cold right now. It's, well, actually on the specific day, it's not, but it's so cold. (laughs) It's usually typically cold and the coldest month is February and I get to that point where I can hibernate in my house. I'm like, I literally don't wanna go outside and we just have a new puppy that one of our friends so kindly blessed us with. (laughs) And so we have to take that dog out even if it's below zero weather. And I'm like, I don't want to. I get to the place where I'm so warm. I got my PJs on, I got my socks on, I'm warm. The atmosphere smells good because I got some tea or some food or something on the stove. And I'm like, I'm just safe in here. I don't have to go outside in the cold. But when I have to, to go walk that dog or or to go actually go do something, it's a struggle. And I'm on the struggle bus. And I'm like, do I really have to do it? And I even second guess socializing or going to do other things because I'm like, it's too cold and I don't wanna go outside. And since it's so cold and I don't wanna go outside, I don't have to go do that thing, right? And it's like, that's how we see life at times as well. It's like, like I was just saying, we have our safe place. We have everything that's planned out, everything that we created it to be in our homes or wherever in our hearts, in our life, where we know that if we don't step out of these boundaries and we're going to be okay. But the minute that something else comes along and God is tugging on your heart to do, sometimes we ignore it because we're like, no, because it's going to, caused me to have to get up out of my comfort zone and cross the line of the boundaries that I created. And I don't want to do that because I don't know what to expect on the other side. And I think that really stems from having a fear of the unknown. And when you have a fear of the unknown, you can't predict or control the outcome of what's to take place when you step out. And that needs to stop this year. We need to step out of the boat and come to that place where we're like, I have my eyes on you, Jesus. So even when I step out of this boat in this safe place and I step on the waters, come what may, I trust in you, my eyes are set and focused on you and I'm gonna move towards you. And also from the analogy of the sidelines, the coach is like, are you ready to come in? Like, are you good, Are you ready to come into the game or are you just gonna sit on the sidelines? And I don't know about you, but I wanna be like, put me in coach, put me in because I don't wanna be that person that's just sitting there watching. What is the whole point of even being on a team unless you're you know, specifically bench for a reason, but what's the whole point of being on a team if you're just gonna just sit there, right? And spectate and be critical and tell people how they should be doing it when they're not even doing it. And I try not to get so deep, but that's just the direction that this went. <laughs> but um life is but a vapor as well so recently I turned 30 and I had an emotional time because of selfish reasons it really wasn't because anything else but because my own selfish reasons where I'm like I wanted to accomplish just in my 20s I wanted to be in this specific place and I wasn't and so because of that I was like uh I don't want to turn 30 and you can't stop time. That's the thing. And I talked about this a few episodes or probably like four or five episodes ago about time. And we cannot stop time. We can't control time. We can't get more time. Time in life is but a vapor. And so we can't say in five years or in 10 years, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i decide to get out of my comfort zone and jump in. No, the time is now. And so as I get older, I realize that. I'm like, man, time is flying by so fast. And so I don't have time to sit here and just chill and try to be in a safe place when I really want to be in the will of God for my life. And part of that is to be obedient to what he's telling us to do, which is to do it now. And one of the guys that I listened to and Lance and I have the privilege of getting to know his name is Kevin Zadi. He died. I want to say around some, somewhere in his twenties, he went to go get a dental procedure and he died on the, the operating table, which I'm like, yo, that is exactly why I hate the dentist. I'm like, he died at the dentist. Like, <laughs> I knew it. That's why I hate the dentist. But anyways. He died on the operating table at the dentist, went to heaven and had this whole encounter and he said he did not want to come back and it's such a powerful story. If you have the time, go look up Kevin Zeidan and read that and listen or read to the read the story. He has books and great resources and just great messages about his experience in heaven and how he came back. He didn't want to come back. And every time you hear someone say that they went to heaven, you always hear them say that they didn't want to come back. But he said he had to come back because he had to bridge the gap from our understanding and to heaven to know who we are. And so that we could walk in our purpose, our full potential. And so I just love hearing what he has to say about how God sees us in the potential that we do have. Because every time I hear, it, I'm like, yes, I'm ready to go all the way. I don't want to be held back. And so When he went to heaven, he said that he was in his 20s. He thought that he was on fire for God. He's like, I was going all the way that I knew to go. He's like, I was, from the outside, I was really a radical person. But then he said, when he got to heaven, he realized, because you could realize these things right away, he was saying, he said he realized he was only operating at 20% and he was actually lukewarm. And so I'm like, yo, that's scary to think that you're a radical or you have all the zeal, but you're really only operating at 20%. And I'm like, that's kind of scary. And so he's like, my heart is to get you guys to realize that you, there's more for you to operate in. And the time that you have on earth is like, he says, this is my favorite saying that he says, he says it's rigged in our favor. Life is rigged in our favor. We just have to unlock those secrets that God has and the mysteries and be able to walk it out. And when he said that, that resonated in my sphere. I'm like, man, I thought that I was operating here. But when I heard that, I'm like, I I really am only operating, like he said, in 20%. And so I was like, God, how can I get to that place where I'm operating even more? And then he, he would just show me different distractions and things that was in my life that I needed to lay down. And that's even a still a struggle to this day. And I always say it, but my phone is the biggest struggle. And I time after time, I'm like, God, this is one of the biggest things like I can lay down all kinds of other things in my life. But when it comes to sugar and phone (laughs) and the phone, that's so hard for me. But there's things like that that distract us from hearing God in what he's wanting us to do, even in the daily living, in our daily life. And for me personally, I always make excuses like, God, I want to tell more people about you. I want to go witness and be and walk out the book of Acts in my own personal life. I want to be that radical that prays for somebody that's in a wheelchair, that sees people um, see their legs and things grow out. And I'm like, but I can't because I'm just at home with my kids and I don't go anywhere. And he's like, but is that really the truth? And I'm like, ouch. Ouch. No, it's not. And he's like, if you actually put that phone down in little... Increments of time that you spend. Cause I'm like, oh, I just spend 10 minutes. Oh, I just spend 15 minutes here. And he's like, no, all those minutes add up. And next thing you know, it's like two, three hours a day. And he's like, you can be going and doing something and being aware of your surroundings, seeing people that's in need. Because how am I supposed to see someone that's broken? If I wanna see someone come up out of the wheelchair, if I wanna pray for someone that has a broken heart, if I wanna be able to even spark a conversation with the person, I can't be up on my phone 24 um, 7 using it to fill space and time and awkward space. Cause when it's awkward, I'm like, well, here comes the phone and I'll just go up on my phone, even if I'm waiting in line. But recently I was, I've been really trying to put it down or even leave it in the car or put it in my purse and be intentional with my surroundings. And so I'll, it's awkward without my phone now, like just putting my phone away and standing in line is so awkward because I'm like, this person thinks I'm just staring at them. So then I'll just look at the wall and I'm like, now I just look crazy. Like I'm just spaced out. And it's like this whole thing in my mind, because you know, as women, we overthink everything. And this is what's going through my mind. I'm like, yo, this person thinks that I'm crazy. Cause I'm literally just staring at her, but I just was trying to pick up the things that's going around. And I'm like, wow, I actually noticed a lot of things just standing here and I get to smile at somebody and they're smiling back, and. When I smile, they come up to me and, and say something. And that's how I'm able to spark a conversation. When they, when I smile, they smile back. They say something. That's my open door to be able to share Christ. And he was just showing me that that one thing is a domino f- effect in my life to hold me back from reaching my full potential on where he's wanted me to be. And I think... I'm telling on myself, but and you know, in reality, most of us deal with that, with the t- with the phone. If it's not the phone, it's the laptop. If it's not the laptop, it's the TV. If it's not the TV, it's something that has to do with technology. And I really believe that the enemy used that for us to overindulge because it can be a good thing when it's a little bit, but when it's overriding or um more than anything else that we're consuming in our life, then it's a problem. And the enemy wants that so that we're distracted and not focusing on what God is wanting us to do so that we're not operating in our full potential and jumping in now to do what he's wanting us to do. And so I just wanted to share that and encourage you because We all have a purpose and a plan. Our purpose as daughters, we all have an assignment on our life to walk out. And a lot of us have aborted the plan because A, it didn't happen fast enough. We've, we've been getting prophecy after prophecy of specific things, but because we're sitting up on the sidelines and we're spectating and not walking out the prophecy, it's not coming to pass. And you're like, oh, just forget this. I'm not going to endure anything. And it's like, that's not how it works. When you're giving a word or something, you have to now put in the work to start working towards that. You can't just expect it to come. And then B, we're not, we dropped, we aborted drop, we the assignment. That's A. B, we're, too tired or some of us are lazy and some of us don't want to put in the word because we're like, we don't feel like it. And we go off of our, we go off of our feeling and our emotions instead of going off of what the spirit is leading us to do. And that's a whole nother thing. Like we have to be spirit led and not come out of a place of religion where it's legalism and just a list of things to do because that is not God. And I hate religion. I hate that, sometimes i catch myself operating in legalism because of what i learned from the 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 church world in some areas and i'm like i can't be like that because i if i'm operating in that in doing and not just being then i'm going to miss the mark as well because it's so easy to get caught and trapped in religion and saying this is how it's supposed to be and this is the formula and this is how that person did it so I'm gonna do it as well because that's what they did so it's gonna work for me too and no, that's not how Holy Spirit works and that's not how being Spirit-led works. Being Spirit-led is cultivating that relationship with God, learning how to hear his voice, learning how to have a relationship with him so that when he's talking to you, you can hear him throughout all the noise, throughout all the distractions in life and be able to walk out what he's wanting you to do In the daily living, not only as a big picture, but also just the small little things. I remember there was this lady um, that was my mom's friend and she mentioned something like that one time. She's like, I'm really practicing being spirit led. And she's like, I even asked him what outfit I should wear. I should ask. I asked him in the grocery store what to get specifically. She's like, because I was just trying to exercise hearing from him and being led by the spirit and I thought she was off a rocker. I'm like, yo, this lady is off a rocker. That sounds crazy. But I just didn't have that understanding of the spirit. And now in this season of my life, there's a few times that God was like, I want you to wear this and not that. And I was like, what? I'm like, nah, this is just my mind. That is not the Lord saying that. But I went with it because I was like, but what if it is? And so I did. And. Next thing you know, the specific thing that I wore fit the occasion for what was to come that day that I had no idea was to come. And I'm like, wow, so you really do. We really could get to that place of being fully spirit led and obeying those little nudges in our spirit when God is telling us to do something. Like there's a few times where He told me to take a right instead of a left, to take this way home instead of that. And when I did it, there was an accident that I could have been a part of on that specific road. And so many times we ignore those nudges and we end up in things that we shouldn't have because we chose to not listen to what the spirit was saying. And so I really want to make it a goal for this year for myself to really be spirit led in all areas of my life. But that's another thing. So A is that we abort the, the assignment because it doesn't happen fast enough or in our time frame. B, we're not being spirit led. We're just doing what we want to do. And then C, we're too wounded and too broken and too hurt to be able to even get up to go be a part or to play or to be in the game, right? Like a lot of us have been through so many traumatic situations, so many hurts, so many offenses, we got bitterness. We let those things fester. We let unforgiveness seep down into the depths of our soul. And so it's just chilling there. And until we're able to actually not be surfacing and just scratch the surface and say, oh yeah, I've been through that, but not really get to the root of it and see where God was the whole time because he never... He never um, just leaves us in that mess. He wants to see us beautiful. He wants to see us transformed. He wants to restore you. He wants to, he says that he wants to, it's beauty for ashes, right? It's not just you being ashes. It's beauty for ashes. And he wants you to transform and flourish and thrive again. He wants you to come to the place where you're able to be fully healed, walk in freedom Bring joy to others around you. Be that light. We cannot be that light if our light is dim. If our light is dim from life's things, we have to be able to focus on the hard things, get to the root, overcome, and then be able to show others or talk to others and lead them to overcome as well. And so that's the third thing is until we're able to heal and move on from the things that God is highlighting in our lives and we are able to face them and not stuff them down any longer. We're going to just be that person that's spectating, being critical of others that are actually doing something because I was that person that sat there on the sidelines for years and I was like, I want to do it. And it was like this thing in me that wanted to go do it and I knew what I had to do, but I was held back from so- I was just like Bound with so many things. and I just didn't know what to do. And so I was critical of others that were actually doing things and I didn't want to support them. And I was like in that place where I would say I could do it better or if it was me, I would be doing it that way. And so that's why when I say these things, I'm not just saying it from a place of non-experience. I've experienced those feelings where I'm like, I won't rejoice because I don't like what you're doing because I'm not able to do it because I'm bound and you're not, and you're walking in that freedom. It was a jealousy that would take place because I knew that I wanted to do something like that, or I knew that I had the potential to walk something out, but because of the fear and the perfectionism and all the different things, I was held back. And I seeped in it and I allowed it to take root and then it grew into bitterness. And I was so bitter that you could just say one word and I would bark at you basically like I would snap because I'm like I couldn't wait for somebody to to point something out so I can snap because I was just so angry at life. And it all stems from letting a hurt and an offense take root and not dealing with it right away. But like I said earlier, the great thing is that you don't have to stay there, that you can always move on. The great thing with God is that he doesn't leave you stuck. He helps you put the pieces back together, but you gotta be able to open up and surrender that area fully to him. And I could talk to you all day about this, about walking in potential, about doing it now. But if you're not ready to fully forgive others forgive yourself trust in God and be vulnerable and show him the pieces so that he could put it back together then it's you're not gonna you're just gonna continue to stay on the sidelines and stay stuck but we don't want that And that's why I'm here to encourage you that you can do it, girl. You got this. I'm going to prophesy over your future that even though things may look like a mess right now, that he's waiting to put the pieces back together so that you're healed and whole and ready to flourish and thrive and help others through the same mess that you got yourself out of through trusting in God. You will trust again. You will be able to trust People again, you will be able to trust friends again, you will be able to trust fathers and men again. You have to re- surrender those areas to Christ, and I know that you can do it. And um, don't stop, don't give up, even if it takes time this is not a destination. This is a vehicle where we're always growing. Where we're always moving forward. Where we're, We always have room to grow. We never come to a place where we arrive, but we're always learning and growing and learning and growing. And if you are willing to at least move the ball forward in growing and learning, then that's a start. And God will meet you where you're at, but you have to move and you have to draw near to him and you have to be vulnerable and real with him and get to that place where you're like, I need help. And I need you to help me put the pieces back together. Even if you just cried out to him and said his name, Jesus, he knows, he knows the rest, but you got to be the one to start because God is, he's a gentleman and he doesn't force anybody. He will not force you. He will not make you. We have free will. He gave us, he's has given us free will. And so it's up to you to get the ball rolling and to move forward and to be ready to get through all the things so that you can jump in the now and step out of the boat this year and cross the boundaries and break out of the box and not be limited any longer in your life because the sky's the limit with God as long as you're partnering with him and union with him, surrendering to him and giving, you, giving him your all the sky's the limit with the things that you could do with Christ and it's better than what we could have ever imagined or dreamed of on our own anyways. And so the time is now, you're not too young, you're not too old, you're you're not too stagnant to ever get the ball rolling again and jumping in to the water, not just ankle deep, but all the way in to dive in to go deeper. And so I... Can't wait to see the transformations that take place, even as we just talk things out. And as I see some of you ladies on social media and the different groups of sisterhoods that we have, I can't wait to see the transformations that take place because God really wants to see us transformed and restored and better. He doesn't want us to stay there. And anything that tells you that, that you're meant to stay in a specific place or that you're not qualified or that you're never going to be able to walk out what he's wanting you to do. That's a lie from the enemy. And when you can start to recognize that it won't stop you any longer. And so father, right now, I pray for every woman that's listening to this podcast I pray that they're encouraged I pray that this will be a message that is able to ignite a fire rekindle the fire in them once again any lights that have been dimmed due to the things of life through bitterness and offense I just call that out right now in the name of Jesus and I tell it to go and right now to go bitterness at the root must go in the name of Jesus and I pray that they will be able to jump in without hesitation, that there will be no fear of the unknown, that there will be no fear of what's to come, that there will be no fear of perfectionism, fear of not measuring up and not doing enough, but they that but that they would just jump in now and come get out of the boat and keep their eyes focused on you and what's ahead. And I thank you for the transformations and the restoration that's going to take place as the time goes on this year. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Speak Life Project podcast. I hope that this encouraged you. Remember to speak life always, and I will see you next time. Bye. (laughs)